on today's episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. We don't need our immune systems boosted. We're already living in a state of immune overdrive with all of these exposures driving inflammation and our immune systems are like working all the time trying to combat this stuff. What we need is balance. What we need is immune intelligence. We need a restoration of balance and equilibrium to our bodies. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Swan, and I am so grateful that you guys are here today. With most of my intros, I just kind of get into it. I like to just introduce the guest and why we're here and then get into the episode. But I am kind of curious if anyone has an opinion on this, feel free to DM me. Do you guys want me to talk more about my life a little bit in the intros? I don't love having a super long intro. As a podcast listener myself, I usually just want to get straight into all of it. But I'm always curious if maybe you guys want to hear a little bit more from me, or maybe you want me to do some solo episodes about different things. I've been really considering doing some solo episodes because I've been going through a lot lately. Your girl is really going through a personal and emotional growth spurt right now. And I've been thinking about maybe talking more about that, some stuff that's going on in my personal life, and maybe just some tips and what I've learned through all this growth, because I feel like I have come out on the other side. Well, I think we're always going to be growing, right? I'm not like coming out on the other side and then it's done. But I do feel like lately I have been, I've learned so much from this growth that I'm considering maybe I should share some of it. But also if you guys don't really care that's great too. So, um, cause we're really here to talk about health and well, a lot of my growth is around my health and my mental health and my emotional health. And I would like to share it if you guys are interested. So DM me, let me know. Let's get into today's guest so that we don't waste too much time in the intro. I sat down with Dr. Sarah Rahal. She is a double board certified pediatric neurologist and her expertise is in environmental and functional medicine. So it's right up my alley I think you guys are going to love this episode. We are very aligned in our values. Uh, We talked a little bit about the importance of being an empowered patient and how it's really the key to getting well. And we talk about how she went from being an allopathically trained doctor to taking a more holistic approach. If you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while, you may be seeing a trend. There is a lot of allopathically trained doctors that are realizing as they get into their practice that what they learned in school is not actually allowing them to really help their patients. So a lot of these doctors are going to more integrative and functional and holistic approaches, which I just love to see because I think it's the way that we are going to help people who are chronically sick in this country is taking a root cause approach to really help people. So this episode is all about colostrum. We talk about Armora, which is the company that she founded. We talk about what colostrum is, what it does to your immune system and how it impacts your overall health and the amazing side effects that she has been seeing, not only in her own life, but her customers that reach out to her and tell her all the benefits that they have been seeing from taking colostrum daily. And if you have no idea what colostrum is, listen to the episode. You guys are going to be pleasantly surprised and you're probably going to want to start using Armour on a daily basis like I've been doing. I've been taking it every single morning now for about two months now. And I have not gotten sick once, even though we have been through like cold and flu season lately. And that's when I started taking it. And I have not even had a sniffle or a scratch in my throat. And I'm realizing right now that that's probably thanks to the Armour. So 
with that, let's just dive into the episode. Okay, I know I do this all the time. I say, let's get into the episode. And then I'm like, wait, please leave a rating and review. But for real though, your ratings and reviews mean so much to me. It really helps this show grow and helps to get it into more people's ears. So if you could take a moment to leave a rating and review, it means so, so much to me and it helps the show more than you could ever know. So thank you so much for your support, guys. Thank you for listening. And I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I really like Thai food a lot. I also really love food that's super simple, convenient, and easy to make because, you know, we're all busy. And I don't love to do takeout because you never know what oils they're using and they're probably adding a ton of different preservatives and junk in there. And this is why I love Yai's Thai. I recently discovered this company called Yai's Thai and I love it. They're on a mission to help make it less intimidating to cook Thai food and they are doing it right. They're making trustworthy, clean products that make it easier to create a quick, healthy meal and they use clean, thoughtfully sourced ingredients. Most of the sauces are low sugar. You know how I feel about sugar. They're lower in sodium. They also don't have a bunch of preservatives or added junk. And many of these sauces are also Whole30 approved, vegan, paleo, and keto. And many of them are also gluten-free and grain-free. I'm currently looking at the stash of sauces that I have in my pantry. I have a coconut lime marinade, sweet chili sauce, yellow Thai coconut curry, a red Thai coconut curry, pad Thai sauce, and... Penang curry. And all of them are just made with thoughtful, clean ingredients. They are all so delicious. And all you have to do is pour and go. So you mix in your favorite veggies, protein, and then just serve over rice. And you have a really quick, easy meal that's done in less than like 15 minutes. Also a cool, fun little fact is that the recipes are based on the founder's Thai grandma's recipe. So these are like real authentic Thai recipes that are brought to your kitchen and super convenient, also healthy and great for when you want to make Thai food at home, but you're feeling too intimidated to do it from scratch. They have so graciously provided me with a code to share with you guys. So if you use code RealFoodology, you are going to save 20% on any product or bundle when you order on yaistai.com. That is Y-A-I-S-T-H-A-I.com and use code RealFoodology. You probably know that the human body is mostly water. What you probably don't know is that everything else in your body is 50% amino acids. These building blocks of life are essential for health and fitness. And no matter how you like to move, whatever you do to stay fit, amino acids are essential. And this is why Keon Aminos is my fundamental supplement for fitness. I drink them every day for energy, muscle, and recovery. Keon Aminos is backed by over 20 years of clinical research, has the highest quality ingredients. There's no fillers or junk. It undergoes rigorous quality testing and it tastes amazing with all natural flavors. And if you're concerned about the natural flavors, please listen to the podcast episode with the founder of Keon and why you should not be concerned about their natural flavors. So if you want to naturally boost energy, build lean muscle and enhance athletic recovery, you need to get Keon Aminos. You can now save 20% on monthly deliveries and 10% on one-time purchases. Just go to getkeon.com slash realfoodology. That is G-E-T-K-I-O-N.com slash realfoodology to get my fundamental supplement for fitness, Keon Aminos. I hope you enjoy. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to have you on because you and I are very aligned in our approach to 
medicine. I know that you're a double board certified pediatric neurologist. And I listened to you speaking on another podcast and I was so aligned with what you were talking about taking our health into our own hands. And I think this is such an important message for people to hear more than ever right now because of everything that we're dealing with, um, all the toxins that we're being exposed to, the pesticides that are being sprayed on our food. Um, and also the doctors can't keep up with the amount of chronic diseases that we are facing right now, they were never trained to because we, I feel like we've become sick so quickly as a society. And so it's more important than ever that we really take our health into our own hands and feel empowered to do that. And so I just, I love that that's also your message. And I'm so excited to talk to you about this today. So thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. What you say is so true. I think we've entrusted our health for a very long time to what at one time may have been our, our, our guardians, the, the doctors who knew best and the, the industries who implemented regulations to keep us safe and protected and make sure that we weren't exposed to harmful things. And um, they, they have slowly withered away in, their, in the integrity with which they, they kind of uphold that commitment to us. And we know that the, that, that motivation is not necessarily aligned with our health. It's, it's aligned with some other motives. So we have a lot of exposures that were put into our environment that we are doing our very best to clean up. And there's so much effort and environmental uh, initiatives going on right now to get regulation changed and to protect ourselves from these things. But uh, many of them we will be exposed to forever. They're forever chemicals that will live in our water and soil um, mm -hmm. indelibly. And, and we have to protect ourselves while we work to protect the planet. And it's so important that we understand that we don't have to entrust others to protect us. We have the power and the tools and the information is available and accessible for us to take, take back control of our own health, put it in our hands and take those initiatives and those steps that can do the very best for our bodies and for our family. It's the sad reality of the modern times that we're living in is that we have so many corporate ties, um, people that are concerned about pissing off their, for example, like with media, they're, they're scared to piss off their huge supporters, which happen to be, uh, big pharma and et cetera. And then you look at doctors as well who were, who, who I really believe that doctors are genuinely trying their best. And so this is not to like vilify doctors, but you know, a lot of their education comes from funding of big pharma and all of these corporations that have vested interests. And it's just an unfortunate reality. And I hate that it sounds conspiratorial, you know, but it's just the reality of what's happening. And the sooner that we are aware of that and we um, make peace with it and know that we need to do whatever we can to protect ourselves, the better that we are going to be off and the healthier that we're going to be. So I heard you say um, on a podcast, you were talking about the subtractive progress, which I really loved where you were saying that understanding what to avoid versus like what we need to bring in was such a great point. Can you speak a little bit more about that? I think as, as so much of, um, of industry is, it's very much about, well, what else can I do? What else can I take? What, what can I add to my regimen to make myself healthier? And uh, we all have our porn shelf of, of supplements and products that, that are kind of our biohacking arsenal. Uh, of things that we're we're adding on to our lives to to improve our health in various aspects, and I think it's so important as step one to take a step back and first look at 
well, what can I take away? And this idea of progress through doing less is actually sometimes the most crucial thing that we can do to actually make those meaningful, impactful changes uh, and steps forward. So the what can I what can I not do versus what can I do is a, is a good uh, uh, paradigm for, for how to think about that. I feel like it's a really great starting point for people too, because you know there, there are a lot of things that we can subtract immediately that we will see benefit in our health almost immediately, you know, like taking out soda, cleaning out your cleaning supply closet and your uh, body care products and your makeup, et cetera, like just getting rid of a lot of these toxins and replacing them with better alternatives. That alone can make such a huge difference in your life and your health. Yeah, it's it, it, there's very much an analogy in pharma, right? Uh, there's so many medications that people take that create side effects, and then you have another medication to treat the side effect that the first medication produced, and and so on and so on. And before you know it, you're taking three, four, five, six, seven different things. If you take a step back and really try to get to the root, taking away that 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 first that first uh, uh, pin that's really causing and driving this cascade uh, can sometimes make a meaningful difference to, so to your point, the, you know, finding cleaning alternatives instead of just adding to um, what you're already doing uh, to clean your house, to, to extra sanitize is, is often the best strategy. Yeah. So I want to ask you, I'm always curious about how people get into coming from traditional medicine and into a more holistic approach. How did you go from this kind of traditional training to this holistic approach? So my, my journey is kind of a, a winding one, but um, I'm allopathically trained. I went to a uh, conventional medical school, trained through system, did uh, a lot of re- residency and fellowships and training um, at, at, you know, Ivy League uh, institutions and, and was here in the city at Columbia and Mount Sinai. And I was running a busy practice for kids out of Sinai, treating chronic pain and headache. And, you know, the model that we have for treating pain is not a great one. It's very much focused on pain medications. Uh, and it's just not the way that I thought was proper to address what, what could be very long-term chronic issues in sometimes three, four-year-old children. And, the the system is not set up to really step outside of that mold and really do what I thought was most appropriate, which is a holistic look at a patient comprehensively and understanding that child's birth history and what their home situation is like, their nutrition, their schooling, their all of these epigenetic factors that are really Im- impacting on their genetic expression and how um, and how disease is manifesting, uh, which requires uh, food sensitivity testing and and and, and gut testing and, and all all of these pieces. Um, so I was I was arguing with my department uh, on a regular basis about this because it's not why I went into medicine. I didn't feel like I was delivering good care, and everything I did was really just a band aid. And I and I was frustrated, and so I expanded my scope and I. Came uh, trained in functional medicine and environmental health, um, and really tried to bring uh, medical acupuncture into my practice. And at the same time, I personally started struggling with some major gut issues that 
um, I'd had for a long time, but they, 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 they weren't ever present, but really started to flare up and were becoming debilitating. Mm. So at a certain point I reached my limit because I, I couldn't deliver good care and all of the experts I was turning to, to deliver good care for myself, all my colleagues in GI and the smartest doctors that you could go to, they didn't have tools to help me either. Mm. And I said, there has to be a better way. So I left and I started doing research. And I first thought that I would be working uh, or on an infant formula because formula is a booming industry and um, it's really garbage. If you read the, the label on any infant formula, the top ingredients are like maltodextrin and corn syrup salads. They're, they're not, they're not, it's, it's not food. It's not nourishing. It's a formula that was grandfathered in by the FDA in the seventies and hasn't ever been touched or really researched as to its safety uh, at all. It's crazy. Um, but it's the only one that's legally allowed to be made. There's, there's some, some other companies are working on that. So I was yeah. studying colostrum which is the first milk all mammals produce. And I'm going through the research and there's over 5,000 studies on this stuff. What I'm most struck by is that there isn't just research saying, oh, this is really helpful for babies. There's research saying it's beneficial at all ages, including two recent studies showing it's three times more effective than the flu vaccine at preventing flu. And I said, how can this be? How can this stuff for babies be so helpful at all other ages? What I learned is that Colostrum is not just a food. It's almost like a blueprint for the body. It is chock full of all of these exclusive bioactive compounds, antibodies, antioxidants, peptides, whole food growth factors, prebiotics that can't be found in any other natural source. And they act like a template to inform and optimize development of all the different pathways very early in life. And it's one of the reasons why babies who don't get any colostrum have a higher risk of developing a lot of immune dysregulating issues later on, food allergies, eczema allergies. And humans are the only species that can survive past infancy without getting colostrum. And it turns out that the way that all these compounds work synergistically in the body is they seal up the immune barriers. And what that means is just like we have skin on the outside of the body, it's this barrier separates us from the outside world, it's that layer of protection. We have the same thing that lines the inside of the body. You don't really think about it, but there's a lining there. It lines our nose, our mouth, sinuses, lungs, gut, urinary, reproductive tract. It is our skin on the inside. So it's the interface, it's the barrier, it's the first line of defense from everything we inhale and ingest from the outside world. Mm. And all the modern exposures that we were referencing, the pollutants, the pesticides, these ultra-processed ingredients, these things cause damage to that barrier on a constant basis. And they make it more permeable than it's supposed to be. Mm. And so when we inhale and ingest, things are getting into our bloodstream that are supposed to be kept out by this barrier. And when they get in there, they, they trigger the immune system because the immune system is not supposed to see this stuff. And that's inflammation. And inflammation is what underpins almost every single modern chronic disease that we see. The big things like MS and uh, cancers and 
and inflammatory bowel disease and Crohn's and, but it's also what drives the day-to-day complaints that almost everyone you know struggles with. The bloating, the unwanted weight gain, the, the mental fog, the metabolic slowdown, all of these things could be tied to the health of this barrier. And so this is really interesting. This thing for babies, really helpful for the rest of us. And when we're being constantly bombarded on a daily basis, so this colostrum naturally can seal up the barriers. When babies are born, they have an immature barrier. It's just not formed yet. So colostrum evolved 300 million years ago, specifically to be the first thing that goes into your body in life and seal your barriers like glue and protect you. And does the same thing no matter what age you take it. And uh, that was my aha moment. And I, I looked at the market and I was like, where can I find this stuff? I'm sick. I need to try it. And I couldn't really find it. I found it kind of in these niche communities where it looks like a pharmaceutical product, like a pill, very confusing what it did, kind of woo-woo circles. And then I found out the bodybuilders have been trading this stuff yes. on the black market for a decade. Breast milk. Yes, because all of those bioactive compounds and growth factors and peptides are really potent at building lean muscle and accelerating tissue recovery and repair after intense exercise. And when I looked at the products that were available, I was like, we have a problem here. Almost everybody you know has some issue with dairy. It's rampant nowadays. Why is that? Does that make evolutionary sense? Here's the stuff I just told you about. It's specifically evolved over 300 million years to be the first nutrition we all receive in life, to be the most nourishing food that we consume for the health of our bodies, a superfood. Why Why does everybody have a problem with dairy? Well, it turns out it's not the dairy that's the problem. It's the next step. It's the way that it's pasteurized and processed that causes the problem. Because in the US, based on FDA regulation, meant to protect us, but misguided, all dairy must undergo pasteurization and sterilization, which the conventional way to do it, the inexpensive way to do it is with very, very high temperatures for a short time. Well, and the irony of it is that it kills off all the enzymes that make it digestible and bioavailable for the body, which is why everyone has issues with dairy. <laughs> exactly. So you have this living food that I just talked about, it's, it's literally communicating with your cells. These are living nutrients. They are communicating with your DNA and with your cells, these bioactive compounds. The way they work is they have a specific shape and the specific shape fits a specific receptor in your cells and that triggers a cascade of activity. Well, anytime you expose a living nutrient to high temperatures, to heat, it changes shape, it unfolds, it denatures. That's why cooked meat looks different than raw meat. And so when this thing goes into the body, it doesn't fit anymore. In fact, the body doesn't know what this is. This is not a food. We don't know what this is, attack. And so you have an adulterated product the body no longer recognizes as a food, triggering inflammation and intolerance in the body. And that's why so many people have digestive issues and skin issues and, and problems consuming dairy. It's not mm. the dairy, it's the processing. And I said, I can't put 
conventional dairy in my body. And so it was so important to me. I, I spent many years in, in R&D to develop a pasteurization process that didn't use high temperatures. So you could retain the integrity of the bioactive molecules. So it acts like a raw product, but ticks all the boxes for FDA regulation and, and sterilization. And once I had done that, and that was eventually became the, the genesis of, of my, my, my product later on, Armra. Um, but once I had that technology and I was able to make prototype, I tried this myself and it saved my life. Wow. For a while. And I, and I, I, I was well enough to con continue working and doing, and doing what I was doing. And, uh, eventually my, 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 my gut issues progressed further and I, I had uh, several complications and needed some surgeries, but I wouldn't be here without the colostrum. I still wow. take it every day. That's incredible. Um, so that's, that's my personal journey with it. But the, the colostrum is, is really, uh, it's really an exceptional superfood, true superfood. It only exists to be consumed for its health benefits. Uh, and so it's a powerful uh, whole food. Well, I found it interesting when I was doing a little bit of research on colostrum myself that ancient civilizations literally worshipped colostrum. As I, I believe I read that they considered it to be, they revered it as like liquid gold. Yeah, and right? uh, the, the earliest I've seen is traced back to Ayurvedic medicine. Mm. So an Ayurvedic practice is considered a sacred food, colostrum. And cows are, are sacred animals too. In fact, it's a vegan, it's a vegan culture. Yeah. The Rishi, who are the ancient... Uh, spiritual elders of the of of the Ayurvedic practice, they they consume colostrum. They encourage colostrum consumption for health in this vegan culture because they consider it such a sacred product that it's neither a plant nor an animal. It gets a whole category on its own, and I think wow. that's just remarkable. Did you guys know that over seventy percent of sodium in the U.S. diet is consumed from packaged and processed foods? When you adopt a whole foods diet, you are eliminating or hopefully eliminating these processed foods and therefore sodium from your diet. Now, the solution is not to reintroduce processed foods in your diet, but by not replacing that sodium, you can actually negatively impact your health and performance. If you guys listened to my episode, The Salt Fix with Dr. James Dinick, we learned that sodium is actually a really imperative mineral for the body. Sodium helps maintain fluid balance. It's an electrolyte, so it helps keeps us hydrated. It also aids in nerve impulses. It regulates blood flow and blood pressure. It's incredibly important. And if you're eating a whole real food diet, chances are you're probably not getting enough sodium. Also, this is probably going to be a shock to hear, but if you are just drinking water without adding minerals back into your water, you're not actually hydrating. My personal favorite way to stay hydrated throughout the day is through drinking Element every day. That's L-M-N-T. It's a delicious tasting electrolyte drink mix that has everything you need and nothing you don't. So that means lots of salt. There's no sugar in there. It's formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited for people following keto, low carb, and paleo diets. It has a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. I drink one of these every single morning. They have a ton of amazing, super delicious flavors. I know a lot of us listening are avoiding natural flavors, so they also have an unflavored one, which is my personal favorite. I love to put it with lemon. But if you want the flavored ones, they have a great variety of different flavors, and they have given me an awesome offer to share with you guys. So you guys can claim a free Element sample pack when you make a purchase through the link. The link is Drink Element. That's L-M-N-T 
dot com slash real foodology and in the element sample pack you're gonna get one flavor one packet of every flavor so that you can try all of them and see which one is your favorite i hope you guys enjoy it as much as i do again it's drink com slash real foodology that's drink com slash real foodology you know one of my missions with real foodology has always been to make eating healthier more convenient and cost effective I know eating healthy and getting the right nutrients in can be annoying. It can also be time-consuming and expensive. Organic veggies are pretty expensive sometimes and not always convenient to shop for. So one of the ways that I'm able to support my health is by drinking Organifi every day. I personally like to do their organic green juice and the organic red juice together. I combine them. It's so simple. There's no longer having to shop for vegetables and clean out a juicer every day. You just put a scoop of each in water. I mix them together. I love the taste together. They're organic. They're also glyphosate residue free. So you're not getting the carcinogenic herbicide in there. And it's just super convenient. It also, the reds really uh, make them taste better when you put them together. Also, if you subscribe and save, you can get them as low as $1.98 per day per tub. So make sure you go to Organifi.com slash Real Foodology and use code Real Foodology and you're going to save 20%. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. So you talked a lot about dairy intolerances. Can someone who is struggling with a dairy intolerance take colostrum, like take your arm around, be okay and not have an effect? So, so w- with my product, because of the, because of the way that we process it, we have lots of dairy intolerant people who take it and do just fine with it. In fact, because it mimics the raw product, it's actually highly anti-inflammatory. So a lot of people with multiple food intolerances, gluten, soy, dairy, et cetera, find benefit for all of those things when taking the product. Well, because we know that it helps with immune function. And so if you're having an issue with your immune system, obviously this is going to come in and help remedy it. And yeah. root cause. It's not a Band-Aid. It's, it's addressing the integrity of that barrier in your body, which is really the root of health. And we talk a lot about health starts in the gut and we talk a lot about the microbiome and we're starting to move the conversation in this direction, Mm -hmm. but it's an incomplete conversation because the microbiome is only one part of this barrier. There's four parts of this barrier and this barrier is not just in your gut. It's along the entire inside, your lung barrier, your sinus barrier, These are portals of entry that are so crucial to everything that we're inhaling and being exposed to from a particulate matter. So the health of the barrier holistically is something that's so crucial and important to address. And and that's why colostrum is such a a marvelous food and and a a really such an intelligent food that it addresses all four layers of the barrier throughout the entire body. That's, I mean, that's incredible. And help me understand this a little bit more. So how does it do that? Is it similar to, I talk a lot about collagen and the reason why I love collagen is because it helps to seal, like heal and seal the gut. Does colostrum act similar to that way with all these different barriers? Is it kind of like helping to seal it? What exactly is happening? Collagen is a good analogy because collagen is so important to bear it, to the health of the barriers and the health of cellular structure in your body. The problem with collagen supplements, though, is that when you take collagen as a supplement, you don't absorb it as collagen. It gets digested. 
So what ends up happening is you get the amino acids from the collagen and then your body, just like it would with any other amino acids, any other protein source that you're taking, your body rebuilds the collagen on the inside. So a collagen is supplement is, is helpful because you're giving your body more protein, more raw ingredient to build the collagen, but you're not actually, um, when you consume collagen, you're not actually, collagen's not com- coming into your body. You're getting just the, the broken down amino acids. What's so intelligent about colostrum is it evolved to be a food, to be consumed. So it's particularly honed for the natural digestive processes. The compounds exist in colostrum in a bioavailable form such that their active form is unlocked as it passes through your digestion. Isn't that miraculous? So there are, there are compounds that, that resist all digestion and you absorb just as they are, but there are also compounds that exist in a different structure and then they get digested and certain parts of them go away. And then the active part becomes active as it reaches a certain part of the digestive tract. So it's really just, it's so elegant. It's so elegant. It's nature, the natural wisdom of nature, far greater than anything we can artificially construct or reproduce or out technology in our modern day. It's just hubris to, to think that we can do that. Honestly, we, we defer to the yeah. wisdom of nature and 300 million years of evolution. They figured it out. This, this has been honed by the pressures of time and change, et cetera. Um, so when you're taking colostrum, you're getting all the active bioavailable stuff into the body. Now it works on all of the layers because let's go through the layers. So we'll start with the barrier itself, because this is where, where we want collagen to work, helping with the actual structure. So colostrum has all the peptides and growth factors that instruct how to regenerate that barrier architecture. So, so when you have um, any kind of injury to this, to the structure, this is like sending in the architect with the, with the, with the blueprint for how to rebuild the, how to rebuild the, that castle wall and how to get the building erect. So it rebuilds all of that architecture for the, for the wall of the barrier, that physical structure. Then you have the microbiome, which we're all familiar with. People take probiotics, problem, some problems with that. Those also get digested or they're dead by the time they reach their, their final destination. But colostrum has something unique in it. It has something called milk oligosaccharides. Mm-hmm. Milk oligosaccharides can't be found in any other, any other place. They don't exist. They're a whole food prebiotic. Any prebiotic supplement that you would take is a plant fiber. No, no. This is a milk oligosaccharide. What's unique about colostrum's prebiotic, the milk oligosaccharides, is that they preferentially feed the bifido species of the microbiome. That's the healthy bacteria. And so it uniquely, unlike any other prebiotic, prebiotic is a food for the bacteria. It only feeds the good guys and it starves the bad guys. So you preferentially shift the population of your microbiome towards an optimized, healthy population. So it's very effective 
at optimizing the microbiome throughout the entire body on the skin and on the inside. Another layer you have in the barrier is something called your mucus layer. Your mucus layer is supposed to be really thick. It's like a scaffolding. It's the stuff that your, your uh, microbiome clings onto so that they can live at the barrier. And it acts as a kind of a thick, thick syrupy stuff that bad guys, when they're coming in, it kind of, it kind of blocks them. They get kind of stuck in there so that our body has time to get rid of them and attack them. Most people's mucus layer is very thin. This is part of the disruption that happens at the barrier. Colostrum has all of the raw ingredients and instructions to rebuild that mucus layer. So you get a nice, thick, healthy mucus layer to support your microbiome and add as that layer of defense. And then the last piece of your, of your barrier are the immune cells. So 75 to 80% of your body's immune cells are not floating around in your bloodstream. Most of your immune system, 80% of those cells, they live at the barrier. Why? Because if you were guarding a castle, where would you put your soldiers? At the gates of entry. Mm-hmm. You'd make sure that you have strong wall that's protected to keep bad guys out. And that's exactly what our bodies do. They put all the defense guys at the barrier. And colostrum has all of the specific immune cells and antibodies that live at the barrier. It has immunoglobulins like IgG. These things directly bind to to pathogenic particles and pollutants and pesticides and viruses and bacteria, and they get rid of them before they can get even get close to to your body. And immunoglobulin A, which is a very, very interesting one. And most colostrum products don't have a lot of it. Um, Armor has a lot of it. Armor has a lot of it. This antibody is um, very prevalent at the mucosal barriers, particularly in the lungs and the sinuses. And, and colostrum has the IgA in it. So you have all these immune cells that are fortifying your soldiers, your, 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 uh, your, your protective guys uh, at, the, at the layer of defense. So that's all, that's all four layers. So you're holistically healing the barrier with colostrum. Wow, that was really fascinating. Thank you for walking us through the steps because I I didn't know any of that. And so that was really fascinating. You mentioned that it helps build up that mucus layer, which is really important. And I was thinking, as people are listening, they're probably wondering, okay, does that mean that you know the cla- one of the classic signs that uh, that you hear about a lot is when someone's consuming a lot of dairy, they get a lot of like mucus in their throat. Is that different? What something okay? And and I assumed that, but I wanted to clarify that because I can imagine people being like, "Wait, am I going to be like hacking up a lot of mucus? Like, am I going to notice it?" It's it's a bad word. It's a it's a kind of a oh, misnomer. They're they're both a kind of mucus, but that this mucus is uh, is static. It's not something that moves around. Um, like the but lining the mucus of- that gets produced that's part of the inflammatory cascade. That's yeah. your body trying to push things out. So you're making a lot of mucus to try to push things out of your out of your body cavities, your mouth and your nose, et cetera. Um, so that's a different pathway. Um, okay. Yes, that is part Good. of the intolerance cascade. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that because I know a lot of people um, struggle with that, with their dairy. And so I was like, okay, we need to clarify this for everyone listening. Um, can you talk a little bit about, because I know Armour comes from grass-fed, pasture-raised cows. Can you talk about the importance of that? 
healthy animals make healthy food for people to consume. And I think, unfortunately, one of the reasons why the pasteurization regulation is as it is from the FDA is it almost provides cover mm-hmm. to use unhealthy animals because you just sterilize and expose it to high heat and kill everything anyway. So it doesn't really matter how healthy animals are when you take their meat or their milk or their other products. Mm-hmm. But it matters because we need respect for all living creatures on this earth and every creature deserves a right to, to live up to its potential and thrive and be fulfilled. And so the health of the animals as a, as a raw ingredient is so important. So clostrum we take from cows and that's conventionally where it's taken from, from Ayurveda and et cetera, from, from, uh, from other supplements because colostrum is not allowed to be sold into the dairy industry. It's very interesting based mm-hmm. on regulation. And cows produce a lot more colostrum than the calves, the baby calves can consume. So there's this extra, this surplus, and it's considered a waste product in the dairy industry because the farmers can't sell it. And so this is the stock that Armra, that we buy from farmers and use to make armor colostrum. So it's strictly made from surplus overflow colostrum after the calves are done feeding. Mm. And we make sure those calves and those cows, the moms, are the healthiest animals that they can be. They are living on grass-fed pastures, on family-owned dairy farms here in the U.S. with the highest uh, standards of, of animal welfare and safety. That's and that's so important, important because healthy animals make healthy food for us and healthy animals and animals deserve to be healthy. End of sentence. Yes. Amen. This is why this is why I have a conversation about this all the time on my podcast, because um, if we are consuming conventional dairy, conventional meat, we are only helping to fund a terrible industry. Correct. And it's also affecting our health too. It's affecting our environment. It's affecting our health. And then the way that these animals are being treated is completely inhumane. And I don't even want to put my money towards that, you know, like outside of the health effects. Like I don't want to be adding more money and funding this horrible inhumane practice. Yes. And there is a humane way to do it. And this is, this is a part of regenerative agriculture and regenerative animal practices. Mm -hmm. And this is such a sustainable model for animal welfare, human health, and, and crop regeneration. Um, but it is completely the antithesis of where the industry, uh, uh, profit is at the moment and motivations. Uh, and so unfortunately it's not readily available to the mainstream. You have to seek it out. You have to seek it out. Sourcing is crucial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I get asked this all the time from listeners, how, what can we do to support, you know, how can we um, help change our food system? This is literally how all of us, everyone listening right now, this is how we affect change. Because the more that we're spending money on the farmers and the people doing the right practices, so buying the products like Armra, for example, that's sourcing from these family farms that are, you know, you guys are getting it from grass-fed pasture-raised cows. Also support your farmers, go to farmer's markets, support a company like force of nature that are doing regenerative farming and they're taking care of the animals and of the land. It is so vital and incredibly important because this is how we create true change. You you drive change with your purchase power. 
Yes, 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 yes. Um, so I have a question for you about colostrum in the sense of like probiotics. So you mentioned that one um, milk oligosaccharide, is that what it's called? Yes, yeah. oligosaccharides, yes. Oh, okay, so acts like a probiotic. So would colostrum be a substitute for probiotics or would you also take it along with your probiotics? The milk oligosaccharide is a prebiotic. It completely okay. replaces the need for a probiotic. Completely. And there are a lot of head-to-head studies looking at probiotics versus prebiotics. Prebiotics are a much safer and more effective way to optimize microbiome health, period. In in fact, (laughs) I mean, there are studies saying after, after an antibiotic course, you know, we're always told by our doctor to take a probiotic. Probiotics were found to delay resolution of a normal, healthy microbiome by guess how long? How long? Five months. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So then, because I advise people often to take probiotics after having to go on antibiotics, would Armra be something great to rebuild up your gut bacteria after taking probiotics, or sorry, antibiotics? Yes. Amazing. That's really good to know. And um, it's safer. So the, the issue with probiotics depends on quality and, and strains and, and who you buy from. A lot of it's dead before it reaches your gut even when done well, encapsulated, et cetera. The idea of introducing a living organism into what is in everybody a very different living ecosystem. Everybody has a unique microbiome composition within their gut that's informed by their birth history and their lifestyle choices, et cetera. Sometimes they don't play well. Sometimes they don't play well. And we know some of the, some of the probiotics do get digested into fragments. So you have dead probiotic fragments, and you have sometimes interactions and gene transfer between probiotic bacteria and your your resident bacteria. And it's not uncommon that I talk to folks who take probiotics and notice my my gut symptoms are, are worse. I had worse bloating. I had worse pain. I had more cramping, et cetera. Or I didn't notice any difference. It's not one size fits all. Yeah, it's just not. And so, especially if you have immune sensitivity, anyone with an autoimmune issue, proceed with caution with probiotics, with introducing living organisms into the body. Prebiotics are a food, milk oligosaccharides specifically. It's a food. It's not alive. It's safer and can be used one size fits all to optimize microbiome health. So I just, in better, in good conscience, I I feel good about recommending uh, prebiotics generally over probiotics and certainly the milk oligosaccharide composition is just more effective, um, because of the the way that it, uh, shifts towards bifido species. Mm. Wow. That's really fascinating. I've actually never heard that. And I think that's really important for people to hear because I, I I feel often as though probiotics are being kind of shoved down our throats a little bit, like everyone needs to be on a probiotic and all these drinks are adding probiotics and, you know, it's just like a lot. And, what you just described is also a really great reminder for people to check in with their bodies and listen. You know, if if everyone's saying take probiotics, but then you're taking them and you're not feeling great and you're having a reaction or whatever, then they're not good for you. That that message is so important too. Uh, I think so so often there's the the next hot thing or the the big thing that everybody's using. And it's supposed to be great, and then you know your personal experience doesn't quite match up to the hype. Trust that. Yes. Yes. Always comes back to intuition. It's really important. So I wanted to talk a second about breast milk, if you're okay with it. I know it's kind of a touchy subject for people, but I know that colostrum is in breast milk 
And we've talked so much about how important colostrum is. And yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about breastfeeding if you're okay with going to that subject. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's say, well, let's say first and foremost, if someone wasn't breastfed or they're listening and their baby wasn't breastfed, would you recommend then supplementing colostrum so that it can help with their immune system since they didn't get it at birth? Oh, colostrum is an, is an excellent and safe supplement for all ages from infancy to um, older age. You know, humans um, after birth, they produce colostrum for about 48 to 72 hours after delivery. And it looks different than milk. It, it is this thick, goopy yellow um, stuff like liquid gold. Um, and even the doctors in the hospital will say, this is really important. We got to make sure the baby gets oh, they some do. of this. Okay, good. Um, but it's, it's, it then shifts after that few day period towards transitional milk and then the mature milk, which you produce for, uh, the rest of uh, breastfeeding, which remains dynamic and changes. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a two way feedback with, with the baby suckling and, mm-hmm. and the mom and a lot of, uh, interesting research on how intelligent milk is in that it, it evolves along with the baby to meet different needs. But that, that first, uh, recognizable 48 to 72 hours is, is when you see the, see the colostrum produced. Okay. So I actually didn't, I didn't know this. So when you, when you first give birth within that like 48 hour windows, when the colostrum comes and then that's it. And then after that, it's just like the traditional breast milk or traditional, whatever breast milk. Okay. I didn't know that. So it's colostrum is really a stage of milk. And so the compounds in colostrum remain somewhat in mature milk but mm-hmm. much lower concentrations. Okay. So the colostrum is the baby's first exposure to building up its immune system, essentially. Yeah, it's the first food, the first nutrition anybody gets into their body after they're born. All That's mammals. Amazing. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's an incredibly, it's incredibly important. And like I said before, it's sensitive because, you know, I, I know I never want to, I never, ever, ever want to make anyone feel bad about any of the choices they've made or what they had to do that was best for them and their bodies and their babies and whatever. So, but I also, I approach this podcast from a lens of, I want everyone to be informed as they possibly can be. And so I don't shy away from topics that may be a little bit sensitive just because I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. I want everyone to know the truth, you know? And so my my prerogative is not to make anyone feel bad. My prerogative is just to allow access for everyone to have all the information they need so that they can make the best decisions for their bodies, for their babies, et cetera. And so, yeah, I know the breastfeeding thing can be a little tricky to navigate, but I have a whole entire episode if people want to go and, and listen to more about how supporting the women after they give birth and supporting your, your milk supply. It's a whole complicated, long conversation. So I'm wondering if there, if there's anything else that's really important about colostrum that we haven't spoken about that you feel like the listeners really need to hear. I think what's important to recognize is we've talked a lot about immune health. We've talked a lot about the gut. Um, and, and we've, we've talked somewhat about the barrier, uh, along the, the respiratory tract. So you can imagine it's, uh, very important for inflammatory issues there related to asthma or allergies, et cetera. But I, I think what's interesting to touch on is 
this is a foundational pathway in the body, which means the benefits are not just relegated to the immune system and gut health and respiratory health. When you address the health of that barrier and seal up your gate of entry from all of these particles in your everyday environment that are driving inflammation and sapping energy metabolism from all of your cells, the benefits are whole body. And some of the most noticeable and profound changes that I hear from people relate to things like my bald spot started growing hair. Wow. I look 20 years younger than I did before. So skin rejuvenation, skin barrier as well. Skin rejuvenation, hair growth, thick, luscious, regrowth, metabolism acceleration. So people's unwanted weight disappearing, their metabolism suddenly back on track to where it was 30 years ago. Um, uh, when you get rid of all those, those toxins that are, that are sapping your, your energy metabolism from cells, metabolism boosting back up again, issues with allergies, asthma, very profound, um, and energy levels, mental clarity, cognition. These are things that you don't intuit would be related to the health of your barriers, but they are noticeable, meaningful changes that people sometimes, uh, what I'm so blown away with is just how quickly people tell me they notice these things. Sometimes a few days, my energy's through the roof. I don't need a coffee anymore. I'm off, I'm off this. I've, I've, I've gotten rid of seven supplements. I only need this now. You know, colostrum just fills the gaps in so many areas that we, we're all trying to piecemeal together with kind of these, these different, again, supplements that are addressing a symptom or a symptom, one for brain, one for your gut, one for your immune system, one for your hair, one for your hair growth. This is kind of like an all in, all in one. When you address foundational health in the body and inflammation, the um, the ramifications of that and the knock-on benefits of that are, I'm still humbled every day by the stories that that people are willing to share with me about their experience. It's very impactful. That's and incredible. I had my own uh, experience too. So it's personal to me because this is the stuff I put in my own body. This is the stuff I trust for myself. My goal is to just be able to share it and expose people to this new information because colostrum has been around forever. I did not discover colostrum. I was reintroduced to it and, and Ayurvedic practice and ancient Chinese medicine and all throughout history, civilizations and cultures have recognized the power of this food. And I'm just so lucky to have stumbled upon this and now try to get the message out to as many people as possible, because I think we can all get so much benefit, especially at this juncture in the world from uh, something like this uh, to arm ourselves. Yeah. Arm, it, arm, it sounded like you said armor, which I think is so cool. It's like, is that where you got the name from? It's kind of like an armor. Yeah, it's a, a plan armor. Think of it as yeah. an inside suit of armor, but it's also a palindrome, armra. And I think so much language out there is about immune boosting 
And we don't need our immune systems boosted. We're already living in a state of immune overdrive with all of these exposures driving inflammation. And our immune systems are like working all the time trying to combat this stuff. What we need is balance. What we need is immune intelligence. We need a restoration of balance and equilibrium to our bodies. And you can only do that by having a strong barrier so that everything can calm down and operate to its optimal potential like nature intended. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that. And also um, thank you for creating a product that has helped a lot of people. I'm, I'm so grateful for people like you in the world that are doing amazing things and supporting the practices of the farmers that need to be supported and creating a product that really is helping a lot of people. I mean, you, like you said, all these things that you listed off are are real issues that people are dealing with. You know, we have chronic illnesses through the roof and a lot of that is because our immune barrier is broken and we're being exposed to all these toxins and modern living is hard. It's hard to be healthy, you know? We've we've really got to work pretty hard at keeping ourselves healthy and so thank you for being a part of that, helping others and and maintaining their health. That's really Thank awesome. you so much and thank you for having me and allowing me to uh share the information and message with your audience. Yeah, of course. Before we go, I want to ask you what I ask all of my guests, which is what is your personal health non-negotiable? So no matter how busy your day is, um, these are things that you prioritize for your own health. Um, colostrum. And I'll, <laughs> I'll add to coming. that. I'll <laughs> add to that hydration, not water, electrolytes yep. and salt with my water, non-negotiable. I actually have element in my water right now. Love element. Yeah, me too. It's so good. I love that. Well, for all the listeners, please let them know where they can find you and where they can find Armra. You can find us at www.tryarmra.com or on uh, Instagram at tryarmra. We are here and available answering questions all the time. There's a lot to uh, a lot to learn and and talk about with colostrum. So hope to see many of you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. If you liked the episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let me know. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Mike Fry. The theme song is called Heaven by the amazing singer Georgie. Georgie is spelled with a J. For more amazing podcasts produced by my team, go to resonantmediagroup.com. I love you guys so much. See you next week. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and doesn't constitute a provider-patient relationship. I am a nutritionist, but I am not your nutritionist. As always, talk to your doctor or your health team first. Looking to build a more robust foundation in your health and well-being? From the producer of the Real Foodology podcast comes one of the most popular alternative health shows on Apple Podcasts, The Dr. Tina Show. Dr. Tina Moore is a naturopathic physician and chiropractor, traditionally and alternatively trained in science and medicine. The show features exclusive interviews with experts such as Sean Stevenson, Mike Mutzel, Mark Groves, and even solo episodes covering metabolic health, pharmaceuticals, chronic diseases, long hauler syndrome, and pain management. Dr. Tina delivers the information in a no-nonsense, real-world style, and she has the science to back it up. The Dr. Tina Show is edgy, entertaining, and informative. Every episode will leave you with a new pearl of health wisdom to expand your knowledge base. When you're empowered, you can do better for yourself, your family, and your community. Resilience is the name of the game, and Dr. Tina is here to guide you on your way.
Listen to The Dr. Tina Show today on your favorite podcast app. New episodes every Wednesday. Produced by Drake Peterson and Resident Media.